Good morning and welcome to another episode of Engagement Matters, Bridging the Leadership Gap. I am Jeff Underwood and along with me is Cord Stockwell. How are you doing this morning, buddy? Fantastic, my man. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. I'm really excited about today's topic. Me too. Me too. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll, I'll kick this off a little bit. I think, you know, for for our, our, our avid listeners, uh, you may recognize that Jeff and I are obviously optimists. We're positive people. We tend to focus on the positive because why not? Um, but we have to be realistic as well. And when we're talking about the, the, the topic of engagement, there really is more to it than just the, the, the fun, feel-good, sunshiny part of engaging with people and getting to know them. There's also the part that's the, and probably the more important part is the accountability piece through engagement. Um, and I kind of feel like, and through our conversations, Jeff, it really, it really spurred this idea. And this is something we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, uh, leading up to this, uh, without realizing it was even going to be our topic. And that's typically, sure. that's typically how we find our, <laughs> our, our material. But I'll say that, you know, the byproduct of real intentional engagement or a byproduct is that sometimes you end up knowing your your team so well you know them better than they're being honest with themselves about and 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 i think we both have some living examples of that and so anyway today we're going to talk about what do you do when it's time to really you know put the mirror up in front of somebody and say hey man uh you know we we keep having the same conversations and most of it's self-imposed and i I, we need to talk about this uh if i'm going to do you any favors or or help you we've we got to help you help you so those conversations can be tough uh we're not always geared for confrontation um but it is the i think it's an important element when when you think about the the people that made the biggest impacts in your lives the teachers the coaches the parents the the adults in your life as you were coming up um as a youngster they weren't always the people that were easy on you. They were the people that brought something out of you. You didn't know you had, and to do that, there's gotta be rub. Uh, so today we're going to talk about how to do that through engagement and leading with love through that and, uh, and making sure that you're focused on the issue and understanding that the issue isn't the person people create issues, but people aren't issues. People are people. Yeah. You know, and I think it it touches the second part of our, you know, what this podcast is about, right? Bridging the leadership gap. Yeah. And everyone sometimes has a different opinion on what leadership is or what it's not. And you're right. We talk about a lot of positive things that can come out and you see organizations grow. Um, but at the, at the same time, growing as leaders, it gets to a point where you have to recognize and strategically have the conversation. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's this micro moment where I think you can burn the relationship or by asking permission, can I be brutally honest with you? Here is right. my observation. Tell me if I'm off base. Right. Because I'm taking control of the, the conversation. But at the same time, it's are you ready to hear what I have to say? And yeah. no matter what happens at the end of this conversation, we're going to you know, the hope is to continue to grow, right? Yeah. Get, get better, to improve. Um, or put it into the behavior that's happening. It's like, I, I refuse to to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, sometimes as leaders, um, we may not have that conversation soon enough. It takes time to build the trust and the relationship there. So, 
you know, I know you and I were talking and just kind of give a brief example. Um, you know, this last couple of weeks, I I remember telling you, I'm like, man, if this person could get out of their own way, yeah, man, it would just be, you know, and you try to have these conversations, but it just came to a moment for me where it's like, okay, I can't sit there and tell you that without me having a conversation with, uh, some of these folks. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I love how you you brought up the permission piece um, because it, it, it you know tough conversations do need to have a little bit of preface, and it's one thing you know in a coaching situation the the I think the 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 most dangerous thing to do is to walk in with any assumptions, um, and certainly uh, any accusations. Right, um, I think that that that. A, immediately puts people on the defense. It immediately makes you look like you're looking at it one dimensionally. You don't understand the context and, and that creates excusitis that creates, I need to justify why I am where I am instead of man, let's get to it um, and fix it. And so by asking that permission and saying, Hey, and you didn't just, I mean, those words are really carefully chosen. You didn't just say um, I've got, I've got some observations. You, you, what you literally said was, um, um, can I have permission to be brutally honest with you? Because I, I, I feel like there's some things going on, uh, and maybe I'm wrong and I want you to tell me that I'm wrong, but I want to tell you what I'm feeling about what I'm seeing going on in your life. And, and that's different, right? Because now it's more like, am I on base here or no? And, and people love to add clarity to people that need it. And so that's a wonderful way to start that conversation and remove the barrier of defensiveness and and really get to the heart of it. Um, And then the carry through was finish the story, Jeff, because it was really, I mean, you went there. There's, there's been a few, few instances, right. Where the response has been, do you, is there a camera in my living room? Right. (laughs) Like how, how could you be that on point of saying what you just said? I think part of that is the engagement piece of getting to know someone so well, as you stated earlier, Um, but you know, when we talk about self-inflicted, um, sometimes the story that we tell ourselves and the story we tell our family is kind of some half truths in there, right? So a few very successful folks, um, who've done very well, but for whatever reason have hit a rough patch, right? Where it's, uh, this isn't going my way. And the conversation outside of work is it's the company's fault that they're not doing this. They're not doing that. And in reality, it has nothing to do with the company. It's yeah. the story that someone is telling. And I said, you know, you need to be honest before you get to this next plateau of growth and success. You have to stop with the story sometimes that you're telling yourself and your family. And it gives a bad light to, the, you know, whether it's a leader, whether it's a company or whatnot. Um, and take ownership. That's right of those decisions or take ownership of those things that you failed to follow through on, which created this negative consequence. Right. Um, right. I I sent a post out earlier this week about choices um, and we all make them every single day. But my challenge was until you get brutally honest with yourself and those around you, Mm -hmm. you will not get past this. You're going to continue to repeat this cycle. That's right. Um, so can we agree today that that doesn't happen anymore? Like, yeah. If there is a question, reach out for help. Don't be, I'm, I'm the, you know, 
I know it all. I, I've got it this down because it's clearly there's something there's there's gaps missing here. Um, and it was one of those moments later on, I get a phone call and said, thank you. No one's been that kind of brutally honest and opened up my eyes to some of the things that I'm creating for myself. Yep. And I'm putting blame on somebody else and I'm not taking that. I'm not owning it. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, it, it and excites me because I feel like this, all of a sudden there's this, this little wedge that shouldn't have been there. Yep. Is now we've got, okay, now we're cooking. Now we're, now we're doing something. That's right? absolutely um, right. And something someone get to that next level. Yeah. And that's a gigantic blind spot. Most of us have, right. I mean, let, let's be honest. We're all competitive. We're all, you know, we're all goal oriented. And when things get in the way of that goal, the very first thing we want to do is figure out why that happened. And it damn sure can't be me. Right. Um, but when you really step back from your life and analyze if everything happening to you is negative, the only common denominator is you. And, and when your narrative to yourself and your family and friends and whatever is negative and woe is me and victimhood, then guess what? Uh, that doesn't necessarily make you look any better to them. It makes you look silly for putting up with it. And I'll tell you something my dad has told me forever. And, and it's, it's really true. Don't tell people your problems because half of them don't care. And the other half are glad you've got them. Uh, <laughs> and it's damn true, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's more about, I mean, and that, but you know, that's a crucible moment you had there with that person, Jeff, because now that's a template for looking at all the problems in their life. Yeah. And, and really sometimes you need somebody, a, a good friend will, will slap you out of hysteria. Um, a, a not so good friend will just notice you're hysterical and stop answering your phone calls. So, right. you know, um, it's a, it's a duty. It really is. And, and that is a, it's an awesome story. I love the story. I know who you're talking about and it, it, it's right on the money, man. And I, you know, I, as we're, as we're talking, and this is something that I just do. It's not necessarily a conscious thing is, you know, my heart. And I think people who've listened to us now for 20 plus episodes, almost 30 episodes, yeah. um, I want to see the best in people. Uh, but at the same time, as a leader, I will stop and I would say at least a half hour a day, if not, maybe an hour. I'm reflecting on the conversations I've had. I'm visualizing that person, uh, the good and the bad. And, and really, how did I respond in that moment? Yeah. Am, am, I, am I a part of the problem? Oh, boom. And being very honest with myself. And I think it's just something as, as we grow in life and in, in, in leadership, the more we're involved with people, you know, there, there's people that just are so busy going, 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 they forget what they said two days ago. Right. Um, one of the things is, I, I take this as a comment, like, how can you remember that? And it's just one of those things I, I remember a lot of stuff. Some things I don't remember because obviously it wasn't that important to me, but um, <laughs> I think we can get so busy with the numbers and the day-to-day operations yeah. as leaders. If we're not stopping to pause at least a few times a week, if not, I would say every single day, yep. just to replay some of those conversations and look for those moments and identify those moments of, did I miss an opportunity to lead someone to a better place than where they are today? Or did I just allow the, the, allow, I missed that moment to not help that person grow. Yeah. I think you help myself grow, man. No kidding. And I love how you said, am I part of the problem? And I'll tell you, if you're having that conversation with yourself, you are, 
Um, right. Like if you've yeah. recognized there's an issue somewhere and all you're doing is thinking about it, not acting on it, then yeah, you're still part of the problem. The minute you start thinking on it, you know, it needs to be addressed. So now it's Mel Robbins five second rule, right? Let's get in and have the conversation. So that's that. I mean, it, it really is a two way street. You, you as the leader have to know them better than they know themselves. You you're observing them, you're coaching them, you're mentoring them. You're as a psychologist a lot of the time with them. And so you know how they tick and you know, when your phone's not ringing, you're not hearing from them uh, or what, you know, something's going on in their life or you, you know, they keep coming to you with the same problems. Then we're tripping over the same issue. Let's fix that instead of continuing to just fix the problem, fix the root. Um, that's a, that is a responsibility of leadership, but it's not, it can't just be barked out. It, it can't just be told it's, it's gotta be lived. And when you have those moments like you had where you really shock them, but not in a, you didn't, you didn't call them a name. You didn't call them stupid. It's a lot like how we have to handle our kids, right? Yeah. You don't go to them and say, you know, what the hell were you thinking? That was stupid. You go to them and say, man, that wasn't like you, you know, better than that. Right. And boy, that makes him go, damn it. I, I do know better. I do. You're right. But when it's, that's not like you, uh, there's a difference there than what the hell were you thinking? It's the same thing. It's just, you know, words matter, uh, tactics matter. So, um, there still is a soft side to this, this side of it, but this is a side that cannot be ignored because if it's all just the fluffy, nice, love you, love you stuff, then you're just, you're just being nice. Um, well, it's a facade. It can't last. Right. I mean, right. some people say it can, but I, I don't think it's, it can last if you want to stay in a, a constant state of just existence versus a constant stage of right. growth. And so, right. um, you know, I, I believe most people in life want to get better at something. Um, you know, they want to improve in some area. That's they don't right. want to stay stagnant. I mean, I remember when I was younger, um, my mother was a big stickler of education and it used to make her so mad because I was successful without going to college and doing other things. And, um, and there were times I was very, very ignorant, right? Like, Hey, I got this thing called life down. Like, don't try to tell me what to do. Right. And it's <laughs> exactly. funny because I sit back now, you know, 20 some odd years later and go, God, what an idiot I was <laughs> like, that was just so shallow. Right. Like just to yeah. think, but it, it, what it tells me though, it reminds me that we all go certain through certain stages in life and the people I surrounded myself with helped, you know, helped me to realize my ignorance. Boy, and right? Whether it was friends or a, a, a boss or, or whatnot going. Um, so I believe we should always have that constant state of every day. I should learn something. That's right. right. If I'm not learning every single day, I'm not growing and being open to a new idea and not just say, so a lot of times there's things that are, that are said to me that I may not agree with, but yeah. I'll sit there and I'll go, you know what? Let me just think about that for a second. Um, and being able to adapt and have that, that open mind to say, Hey, Maybe there's another way. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I love about, you know, this podcast, what we do and the people that we get to speak with every single day and um, the multiple interactions is we're always in a state of growth. Um, that's right. And that's and what growth, I hope our audience. And, 
And to carry out your analogy, growth takes resistance. Muscles don't grow by doing the same exercise with the same weight forever. They just don't. You've got to apply more resistance and more repetition for muscles to grow. We're just one big walking muscle. It's the same thing. Um, and, and so, no, I completely agree with you there. Uh, and, 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 you know, to that point, that is, that's always the case. You know, if you're, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Well, you're the smartest guy in your room as that leader. And you, you know, and so there's tons of schools of thought around that, right? Like hire people smarter than you and life gets easy, blah, blah, blah. You bet. But people are still people yeah. and, and you're still the one driving the ship. And, and, you know, that, that matters. Um, and you can't just write people off. You picked them for a reason. They're there yeah. for a reason. They are not disposable. Um, and, and so it's a, it is a, it's a clay molding experience and you've always got to have your hands wet and on the wheel. And, um, and that's just, that's how it is, man. If you chose to be a leader, guess what? That's what you do. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, uh, something it's, uh, I was reading something the other day and it just, you reminded me of, uh, the manager slash leader discussion, right? Yeah. Most managers, and not saying that they can't be great leaders, and not saying that there's managers that are great leaders, but mm-hmm. just by the definition, yeah. is managing a process with certain steps, and we stay inside this box, right? Yeah. And then you get that manager that is truly a leader, mm-hmm. might not be good at managing all these little steps, but can help people get from one. So it's just it's an interesting, and we don't have enough time to go into all that right now, but. The way you just said that, it just uh, it clicked to me because I, I feel like they're not one and the same. Yeah, but but you have to have both. <laughs> yes, you do. One hundred percent. You have yeah. to have both. And yeah. man, when you work together, uh-huh. this energy is pretty freaking awesome. So well, you nailed it. That's right. Um, no, this is good stuff, Cord. It's uh, it, it's just interesting identifying certain things in my own life. Um, it, you know. Um, aspirations and really give you that core right of engagement. It really does matter, but it matters on both sides of the fence. And I really think when we talk about bridging the leadership gap, um, you've got to be in tune to both sides of engagement. Yeah. The, whether it's positive reinforcement, all the, you know, all the positive fluffy stuff that sometimes we talk about, but also the, the raw, like candor, right. The, the, Hey, this isn't working, but that doesn't mean we're not engaged, right? So it's having that conversation, going back to the permission piece, um, and really thinking about your words of how you speak, the impact you can make, positive or negative, you can turn a negative situation into a positive one. Absolutely. And usually fewer words are recommended. Yep. Just get right to it. Just get right to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love it. Well, hey, if you've got, you know, as to our audience here, if you've got a story, right, of, of there was this epiphany moment, maybe you had a leader that was was uh, strong enough to engage with you on a on a touchy topic, right, where you you didn't like the conversation at first, but maybe it catapulted you to growth, right, to, to grow in an area that you didn't know maybe was possible, or you had the blinders on, you didn't realize what you were telling yourself and those around you. Uh, Share it with Cord and I. Yeah, we would love we would love to hear it. And if you're a leader, um, and this is something that's on your your mind and your heart, and you're having a struggle doing that, um, pick our brain. We're here. Hopefully, this episode helps. But uh, we're more than happy to to make ourselves available to uh, 
to everyone that's listening to this podcast. That's right. We live it out and live to engage. That's right. Well, until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And remember, engagement matters and bridge that leadership gap. Thanks, everyone.